Why, hello there, everyone. Welcome to episode 20 of Future Flicks. This week we have six movies for you that involve samurai, Santa, spies, and Samoans. It's the week of November 25th, and this is Future Flicks. Well, sorry about my absence last week, folks. I suffered from some unforeseen technical difficulties that made it impossible to post a podcast in time. So instead, as some of you may have seen, I posted a written one. So I hope that sufficed for some of you. But this week, we're back and almost better than ever. I'm still suffering from a cold, but instead of a beer, I have some nice tea. So I may be a little less entertaining, but, um, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. As always, let's begin with some news. According to IGN, AMC is considering charging more for blockbuster movie tickets. Could this be the start of ticket pricing being based off movie budget? Only time will tell. The Stargate reboot is canceled, according to Collider. Writer Dean Devlin, one of the creators of Stargate, says that after the failure of Independence Day Resurgence, he met with Roland Emmerich, and the two decided that a reboot of the cult classic-turned-popular TV show wasn't a good idea. While I'm disappointed there won't be more Stargate, rumor has it that Emmerich hated the TV show and wanted to retcon all of it with his new trilogy. I'm sorry, Mr. Emmerich, but the TV shows were way better than your little movie was, so this is for the best. Leave my favorite show alone. Next in the news, Amelia Clark joins the cast of the Han Solo standalone film. And finally, the director of John Wick is in talks for a Highlander reboot, according to Hollywood Reporter. So stop! Why? Why all the reboots? Leave our past alone. Make some new sh- With all these reboots, the most we can hope for is it not being bad. I think I'm the only one at Somewhat Nerdy that liked the Ghostbusters reboot. And only then, it was just fun. It was just an okay movie. So no more reboots, Hollywood, okay? If you can't think of anything new, there's a whole bunch of books out there that are very good that you haven't made into movies yet. So so work on some of that, alright? And with that, let's start with the first movie of the week, Mifune. The Last Samurai. This is a documentary about the life and movies of Toshiro Mifune, a legendary Japanese actor. This movie is narrated by Keanu Reeves and contains interviews with Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese. Toshiro Mifune was a master of his craft, and it's only thanks to him that we have movies like Magnificent Seven, A Fistful of Dollars, and that we have Darth Vader, or at least the Darth Vader as we know him. This documentary doesn't just dive in his acting, but apparently his personal life as well, as well as his unhealthy obsession with cars and alcohol and enjoying both at the same time. This looks really good and very interesting, and it shows clips of movies that I haven't seen before, as well as his classic movies. So much so that I'm going to watch it, but at home. It's like I always say, unless you're really, really into the topic, I mean, so into it you live and breathe it any non-bbc style nature documentary or fancy science space documentary should be watched at home because unlike the sciencey ones ones like this don't really benefit from a big screen 
which is why my vote for this is that you watch it, but you watch it from the comfort of your own home. All right, next up on our list is Bad Santa 2. Willie and Marcus team up again, and this time their target is a charity in Chicago on Christmas, making Willie don his Santa suit one more time. This stars Billy Bob Thornton from Armageddon, Kathy Bates from Misery, Tony Cox from Oz the Great and Powerful, and Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. When I first heard they were making a Bad Santa 2, I thought, why? Do we really need more of that over-the-top crude humor? And after watching the trailer, I gave it more thought, and, and I thought, why? The first Bad Santa was okay. It really had its moments, but it wasn't great by any stretch. I did laugh, but never once did I think I needed to see more. It was like Bad Teacher with Cameron Diaz. It was funny, but no sequel was ever made for that one, and I'm glad, because it was a standalone, and it deserved to be a standalone. Bad Santa 2 looks like more of the same, so if you were a big fan of the first one, this could be the movie for you. Otherwise, skip it and watch something better. So my vote for this is you skip this movie. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we have one more movie before our break, so let's get right to it with Rules Don't Apply. A young man gets a job working for the eccentric billionaire Howard Hughes. He befriends a young actress who works for Hughes, and they quickly fall in love. This stars future Han Solo, Alden Ehrenreich from Hail Caesar, Lily Collins from The Blind Side, Matthew Broderick from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Martin Sheen from West Wing, Annette Benning from American Beauty, and of course Warren Beatty from Dick Tracy. I'm, I'm torn about this movie because it does look really good, but I fear the main plot is going to get lost in the scenes of Warren Beatty having fun playing Howard Hughes. After all, this is written and directed by Beatty, so he can do whatever the hell he wants. Of course, the story is about those two young lovers trying to get out from under the thumb of Hughes, so maybe the plot of the movie has the same plight. Maybe the plot has to get out from under a bunch of scenes of Warren Beatty being Howard Hughes. This is riddled with amazing actors who probably kill it, but my worry is that it's going to be a scattered movie. It's like Beatty is trying to pull a Tarantino and have tons of stars, but he doesn't quite have Tarantino's focus. I know I'm going to see this film, I know I am, but the trailers don't do enough to sell it for me. It couldn't do enough to get that fear out of my mind that it's going to be a beautiful mess. And beautiful messes aren't necessarily worth a trip in the theater. The only time they're worth a trip to the theater is if they're somehow visually impressive or need the big screen, and this just isn't the case for this one. Beatty's performance seems like the spiritual opposite of DiCaprio's in The Aviator. Beatty goes for goofy, DiCaprio goes for crazy inventor. I bet you this is going to be a good movie. But good movies come out every week. In order to make any money or get any notice, movies have to take it one step further. And it, it just doesn't look like this does it. I also believe that this is going to be a nice period piece with tongue-in-cheek presentation that will be fun, but ultimately forgettable. My vote is you pass on this, but you keep it in mind for later. It could very well be worth a watch, but just not for a movie ticket price. And with that, my friends, we come to our first and only break in this future Flicks podcast. So please stay tuned for a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio, also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Thank you. 
Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, the bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. All right, we are back, my friends, and let's jump right into it and try and keep this a short podcast. Our next film is called Allied. Max, an intelligence officer serving in North Africa during World War II, meets Marianne, a French resistance fighter, and the two work together on a mission. When they get home, they get married and all is well, until the intelligence officer's superiors come to him saying his wife could be a spy. This stars Brad Pitt from movies like Seven Years in Tibet and Marion Cotillard from Inception. This movie was directed by Robert Zemeckis, who brought us movies like Back to the Future and Gothica, and written by Stephen Knight, who wrote Burnt and The Hundred Foot Journey. Allied looks like a really good mix of drama, mystery, romance, and action that, that seems like it would be a sure bet. I'm really happy to say that the trailers I've seen for this film don't spoil anything. At least not that I realized. I can't make an educated guess on whether or not Marianne is a spy or not. Which which makes me happy because there have been too many times recently where the trailers show too much. Allied is going to be a visually pleasing movie and it looks like the light and darkness are used at least in the trailer, to show the difference between the good and the bad parts. Are they killing Nazis? Is there tons of murder? It's probably a night scene. Or they're in a dark room. Are they making love or having a baby? It's bright! Is Max being questioned about his wife? It's a closed room lit only by a lamp. I bet you this is going to be a fine movie, but it just doesn't look worth my time. At least not right now. Robert Zemeckis isn't a reliable director. Sure, he made the Back to the Future movies, which are which is one of the greatest trilogies ever, and he also did Castaway and a grip of other fantastic movies, but he also made the House of Wax remake and Last Holiday and other movies that were never worth my time to see or anyone's time to see. There are certain directors that it's a sure bet to watch watch a movie they make. Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, and for the most part, Ron Howard. But Robert Zemeckis may have more better movies than bad, but he's not as reliable as the others. So you can't really judge his movies off his merits. Not really. This looks like a good movie, but something I'd much rather wait for Blu-ray so I can watch it at home. Nothing about the trailer made me need to see this in theaters. So guess what, folks? My vote is you check it out, but just not for the price of a movie ticket. Okay, folks, there are two movies left and only one pick of the week, and... Okay, who am I kidding? We all know what the pick of the week is. At at this point, we really do. But there's one movie that almost beat it. It it was just so close to beating it. And that movie was Lion. An Indian boy gets lost in Calcutta, thousands of miles from home, and eventually gets adopted by an Australian couple. 25 years later, his memories start to come back, and he sets out to find the mother and brother he left behind. This stars Dev Patel from Slumdog Millionaire, Nicole Kidman from Batman Returns, Rooney Mara from The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, the American version, and David Winham from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay, this movie looks fantastic. It looks like it would be a true wonder to watch. 
It has a grip of fantastic actors in it with a very interesting story that just so happens to be true. This is based off the novel by by Saru Brierley, and the screenplay was written by Luke Davies, who wrote the movie Life, starring Robert Pattinson and Dane DeHaan. This is the first movie directed by Garth Davis, who looks like the love child of Wayne and Garth. Check out the picture. He really does. Uh, But anyway, his next project is set to be Mary Magdalene, starring Rooney Mara, Chiwetel Ejiofor, and Joaquin Phoenix. But let's get back to the movie at hand. Dev Patel is amazing, and he's been on my radar ever since Slumdog Millionaire. He's capable of delivering immense emotion and gives a captivating performance in almost everything he does. What I like about this is that unless you read the book or you're already familiar with the story, you're not sure how it's going to end. Just because it was made into a movie doesn't mean he's going to find his family. This could be one of those stories where he never finds them but learns that family is who raised you. Or he could find them and have a wonderful reunion. Hacksaw Ridge and movies like those where you know how it's going to end because not only was it a well-known story, but the ending was part of the plot. But with movies like those, the journey is really what they have to focus on to get to that ending to make it a good movie. With this one, they can focus on the journey being great, but the ending can still be surprising. This would have been my pick, and it was, like I said, it was really, really close to being my pick. But the next movie won because it, it just looks better. This movie looks great. The next movie looks much better. Okay, I don't even want to say much better. It just looks a little better. That being said, this is still well worth a watch and should stay on everyone's radar. See, this is why I'm here, folks. Have any of you even heard of this movie? Like, I, I, I haven't even heard of this movie until I started researching for this podcast. And that's the case with a lot of movies I end up thinking sound really cool. Except for the really big ones, of course. There are a bunch of movies out there that just fly under the radar because they don't have the money to advertise. They don't, they're not out there enough. And it's sad that there are a bunch of great movies each and every week. All right, maybe not each and every week, you know, but each and every month that don't get watched. And they very well may have an audience out there, but people don't see it because they don't know about it. So that, that, that's my job here. That's my job. So, uh, so thank you very much. Thank you. I'll, I'll accept my award now. But let's get on with my vote for this. As far as Lion, I say you watch it. But see my pick of the week first. Well, my friends, we're at the end. We have one more movie. My pick of the week. Say it with me now. Moana. A young woman sets off on a journey to recruit a legendary demigod, Maui, to help her defeat an evil that threatens her whole world. This is an animated movie that features the voices of Auli'i Cravaelo, this is her first movie, Dwayne Johnson from Central Intelligence, Jemaine Clement from Flight of the Concords, and everyone's favorite leaf on the wind, Alan Tudyk. Movies like this are interesting because it showcases other cultures and even employs actors from said culture, which gives Hollywood the color so many people want to see more of, but then... That's not good enough for some, and social justice warriors everywhere stand up and shout racism as fast as they can. Okay, listen SJWs, do you really think Dwayne Johnson, someone who's super proud of his Polynesian heritage, would have agreed to do a project that was racist towards his people no matter how much money they threw at him? And another problem I heard people had with this was the character design, and why can the guy be big but the woman has to be tiny? Shut the f*** up! It's a movie. 
if the focus if the focus of the movie was on her waist and how all girls should be thin, then yes, that'd be wrong and messed up. So then stand up from behind your computer chairs and shout to the world about what a travesty it is. But this is a realistic depiction of the two actors. Look up a picture of them standing next to each other. Dwayne Johnson could pick her up and eat her and still have room for dessert. Okay, it's okay. I'm okay. I've calmed down. I took a sip of tea. I've calmed down. So let's get on with uh, me talking about Moana, right? This looks fantastic and shows me that picking up Pixar was the best thing Disney could ever have done. I know this isn't a Pixar film. I know this. But ever since they got Pixar, Disney's movies have been getting better and better. They used to just focus on boring retellings of well-known fables and stealing ideas from other sources. Okay, don't get me wrong. I love old Disney movies, but part of what makes them so beloved is our memory of them. Disney now is better than ever with newer stories. Maybe not entirely original ones, but newer stories that are fun to watch and beautiful to behold. I love the Polynesian culture and marvel at how far it spread because back in the day, they only had boats to travel on and they traveled all over. They didn't have Google Maps. Hell, they didn't even have MapQuest and look at what a wide area they covered and how far their culture spread. And for people that had basically canoes, that's amazing. I can barely drive to San Francisco without the aid of a map, and these people were, were sailing all over the ocean. The character design also looks really good, with the designs of Maui looking, looking fantastic, especially his tattoos, because if you know anything about the Polynesian culture tattoo, they, they tell stories. And, well, maybe not full stories, but they... they Everything represents something like the circle, like like a, a circular bowl thing. It's usually represents a kava bowl, which which uh, represents hospitality, which is a big part of the Samoan culture. In the movie, Maui's tattoos tell his story. So while it's a little different than what the Polynesians do, it's still close enough that it's I, I do believe it does honor their culture. This looks like a fantastic movie to take kids to because it looks like it really has a positive message, especially with a strong woman who enlists the help of a demigod to save those she loves. This is being sold as the as Moana being the next Disney princess, but she's not really a princess. She may be a princess with sarcastic air quotes because she is the female lead in one of their movies, but she's not a princess because she's not a typical one. She's not needing the prince to come in and save her. She's the one doing the saving. This movie looks like it's about the importance of family, friendship, and protecting the ones you love. And really, what's more important than that? You know what's more important than that? Seeing a good movie. So that's what you should do. So my vote for this one, my friends, is you see this film and you do it in theaters. You treat yourself. And with that, my friends, episode 20 of Future Flicks comes to a close. I really would like to thank all of you who, who still listen to this. And if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Welcome, and I hope I, I hope I provide a service that's entertaining and informative. If you have any feedback or questions, I'm going to give the information on how to reach me in my housekeeping. But I just want to say thank you. Just thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me a shot. And with that said, let's do that housekeeping I was talking about. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, and any podcast listening app, as well as a somewhat nerdy website. That's www.somewhatnerdy.com. Need to reach me? Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy site. 
our Facebook page, leave a comment on SoundCloud. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm Billiam, S-W-N. That's B-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-W-N. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Square Circle podcasts also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. And also check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast, a nice project from our friend and fellow nerd critter. Lastly, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners... Please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, signing off. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>